0: We'll talk about the NBA. Scoop Jackson from ESPNChicago.com is standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. Welcome back, my friend.
1: What's up, my friend? How are you doing,
0: man? Good. Uh, We'll get to the draft and the Beal deal in a moment. But I know you and I, a couple weeks ago, uh, we're talking about the future of Draymond Green. So he opts out, declines the Warriors option, enters unrestricted Uh, free agency where do you think he's going to end up what's the best spot for Draymond
1: Uh, I think you and I had a couple weeks ago you know was probably probably the second best landing spot for him if he left somewhere Um, well second best landing spot if he didn't leave Golden State if he did leave Golden State, I would say I'm, I'm with, maybe the second because it depends on what type of team he goes to. I still like Detroit. I still like what he could do there. He could be great for the building blocks, but I still think that's the second best landing spot, period, across the board. First landing spot, I think, is where he's going to wind up being, and that's in Golden State. I, I really don't, uh, you know, listening to Mike Dunleavy Jr.'s, you know, comments, um, listening to, you know, just the field coming from Draymond's camp. I just think that. He really wants to stay there, but he also, as athletes should do, and anybody who is interested in a free market system, find out what your value is. You know, and use that as a negotiating tool if you can, uh, to get the team to, you know, double down on what they, you gotta know what your value is to them. But it's also important, I think, for kids to understand what the marketplace feels your value is. And I think that's what Draymond's doing right now.
0: I said it at the top of today's show and talked about it yesterday, scoop that if the Pistons really want to grab him away from Golden State, and I agree with you, I, I really think coming back home, the Michigan State, the Saginaw-Michigan connection, he'd be a rock star in this state, he has his rings, uh, would be about if the Pistons overpaid him. And I look at Monty Williams, they overpaid because they needed credibility with a head coach and a guy who's a proven winner. And I have no issue with the Pistons overpaying for Draymond Green.
1: I don't either, and and I agree with you because one, you gonna have to spend the money, and the first step that Detroit made as an organization to show that they're serious by locking in Monty Green to a deal that um, you know is unprecedented for a head coaching position in this day and age. Now the problem is, you and I had this conversation. as Well, this goes beyond money; like it's more of a matter of a relationship and what type of relationship is going to be able to exist or sustain itself between Monty Williams and Draymond Green over the course of one, two, three seasons. Now, even over the course of their contract, just over the course of one, two, three seasons, how they going to roll. We do not know that. We know from the outside, I know Monty a little bit, know Draymond more, but we know just from the outside looking in that they are two different personalities. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay. Now here's the deal. One literally is coming in with a championship pedigree. And on a championship team, you already know you can't tell Draymond anything. Now on a team that already has wings. you know, there's beginning and not even issues. You can see the way he interacts with his teammates, with his coaching staff, with the organization, Draymond is very, very comfortable in what he believes and how he moves inside an organization where he shares rings with individuals. How do you think that's going to play out with the team where there are no rings and a head coach is looking to get one for the first time?
0: I think the only way it plays out, Scoop and Scoop Jackson, ESPN, Chicago.com, NBA Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line here on the HUGE Show across Michigan. I think the only way he ever comes to Detroit where he knows he wants this to be his final spot, that you get those roots, that it would be the only place he could really leave Golden State and even have guys like Clay and Steph in the front office understand that he wanted to go back home. Yeah, the Pistons... Uh, could be overpaying for him, but they would understand if Draymond wanted to go back to Michigan.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think they all understand it because they understand the game, and they would hate to, you know, have this situation break up on them. Um, but my thing is bigger than their understanding. It's how long would that dynamic between Monty Williams and Draymond last? Because of the personality situation, I know he can come in and say these rookies need this that, and that and the other. But midway through the season, Draymond may get set up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And 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 what happens when he's like, "Look, I'm the one with rings here. Everybody needs to listen to me because I'm the one that's bringing the pedigree to this organization. And he's not going to sit up there publicly say he's more valuable than Monty Williams. But he's like. You all need to listen to me and follow my lead because you brought me here for this reason. And I'm not saying that Monty's going to lose control of that situation because I don't know if Draymond puts it that far, but how long, if that dynamic plays itself out, is it going to last? How long is Monty going to put up with it? How long is Draymond going to fight it? And I'm saying this because the flashback he keeps coming in my head, huge, is Jimmy Butler when he went, to Minnesota, and how he had the young team there. And Tom Thibodeau, outside of everybody else in the Chicago Bulls, he bought over there. He made a deal to get Jimmy Butler to come over there with him to basically be the vet in the room and teach these young guys how to play. And he only had to do it for two years. And this is his former coach who had a great relationship with him. Like, that's his guy. He was brought over to Minnesota to get them over the hump, to teach them how to do it from a player's perspective, to be the secondary voice of the coach. That lasted. It really didn't last a full season. And you see Jimmy Butler went nuclear on those, and then they tie even on his guy Thibodeau and left Thibodeau stranded after a year when it was really supposed to be a two-year deal. That's the reason I bring this up with Draymond. Because I keep going back to, okay, if you bring J-Mod to Detroit under the same circumstances of being the vet guy, being the one that's going to make the young players listen to him because he's a veteran, because he has the pedigree, because he has that dog they may not need. If it doesn't go right, I've watched this before, and you've watched it before. And Minnesota becomes the template. It becomes the swatch. It becomes the comparable of what can happen. So
0: that's why I'm bringing it up. And we'll see. I I agree with you. I think, you know, by opting out, he's going to either get more money from Golden State. He may already know that the Pistons uh, could be that second bidder. And I I think it's the only place he can go without looking like, hey, man, he's turning his back on Golden State. He comes back to Michigan. I think he's the guy, you know, with Ivy, with Cunningham, when you look at their youth, uh, his leadership uh, on the court, off the court, and Ken Monty williams uh, step back and allow Draymond to kind of run the team outside of coaching it, right?
1: I, th- I think he can, but my question is, how long is that going to last? What happens when it doesn't go right? And nothing against Draymond. Like I love Draymond, but sometimes his decision-making can be questioned. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, Draymond's had some, you know, you go Jordan Poole in the practice, and you can, you know, well, look at uh, some of the shots to the – uh, lower mid section. I, I, I yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I kind of look at I kind of look at when you when you brought Rasheed Wallace when Larry Brown and uh, the Pistons front office did, and everybody in the league thought this guy was out of control, ticking time bomb, and how big of a piece he was for the Pistons. But the Pistons at the time were close to winning, and they're not there right now. And I get the comparison yeah. you're making with Draymond.
1: And look at look and look at the roster that they had, man. I know. He had leaders already on that team. I know. And Wallace was there. I get that. Rip was there. Charles, that's totally different than the Detroit team. Totally different.
0: Well, you know, it's a, does Draymond want to come home? I know he's close to his family. I know he's close to Izzo. Uh, you're you're going to be, you know, an hour and a half from East Lansing. He's going to be, you know, maybe two hours to Saginaw, if that. Up seventy five on the east side of our state, I, and it's his I would choice. Say this. Yeah,
1: I would say this. I, I think that's a two part answer. And without even talking to him, so I'm being very speculative. I think we both are because we haven't really had a conversation right, whether right. he wants to come or not. But I will say this. I think, yes, he does, but maybe not right now. I think he would love to end his career there. But if he feels he has three or four more years left and he can play it out too while being in Golden State and the offer for Detroit will still be there in a couple of years and he could, you know, test out the market depending on what type of contract he signed and when he can opt out of certain situations inside of that contract, he may want to end up then, in, in Detroit then, after they have established themselves, after they made the playoffs and can't get out the first round, you know, or maybe get to the second round. He's like, you know what? I can be the missing piece when I go there then, as opposed to making it now, because I don't think Draymond is looking at this contract as his final retirement contract. I think he's probably looking at whatever he size with this one, that the next one or the extension of this current one that he signs will be his retirement, and then he'll look to end his career in Detroit. So you, does that make sense? Like, I'm, yeah, it, it does. He, he likes to get there, but probably not right now. I don't think if he signs right now. He's looking at this as his final destination. And that's but why, but right. But two years from now, yeah, I'll go there. I can yeah, tie it in. You know,
0: that's why if I'm the Pistons and you know they need to start drawing in downtown Detroit, they overpaid for money. If you throw Draymond so much money, he couldn't say no, and you still get that three, four good years out of him as Cade Cunningham and Ivy and Duran and these youngsters. I think the youngest team in the NBA as they grow, uh, and you're a hometown guy or a home state guy. There's a lot of upside there, but I get the business side of it on staying with Golden State. Uh, Before I let you go, let's uh, move on to a couple of other players. Uh, Beal going to the Suns, I kind of don't get that. They already have one of those guys in Phoenix and Booker. They have Durant. Is there a new NBA rule coming out that three basketballs will be allowed per team in game?
1: (laughs) Well, it depends on what they want from it. And you just made a great thing about the basketball decision versus the business decision. Uh, You know, unless things start to get toxic and personalities start to clash, you know, whether they're winning or losing, people are going to lock in to watching Phoenix play basketball. And that's probably going to be a great windfall for them monetarily. You know, once the NBA schedule comes out, if those three are still on the same team, if they're still on Phoenix, you're going to see them have more nasty televised games than Denver. You know, they're probably going to have more nasty televised games than Golden State, probably more than the Lakers. They're going to be the musty TV. So from a money standpoint, and, you know, when they travel east, everybody's going to want to see Phoenix. So, from a money standpoint, I get it. From a basketball standpoint, we don't know if it's going to work, especially when it comes in the playoff time. You have to go up against teams that are built to defeat you, especially after seeing what you're capable of during the regular season. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's three basketballs or it's basketball movement. Um, you're looking at two players in 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 um, uh, 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 Bradley Beal and uh, Dev Booker who do not have rings. And, you know, I don't think Kevin feels that he has to win a ring. He'll get one. But how is that determination going to make itself work over the course of 82 with guys that are hungry, hungry, hungry? Uh, With a guy who's like, "Eh, you know, I'm good without one. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, I'm, I'm not as desperate to get one as you all are. I got two. I got two finals MVPs. I don't. I don't know how that's going to. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm not saying I don't know. It's going to be interesting how that matches up with those three. So it may not be three basketballs necessary. It may be two, but the fight for those two might be a struggle if they don't have anybody to organize. You know, and that's where Chris Paul comes in. And I hate to say this too about that. Are uh, they really, really going to rely on um, what you call it to run points for them? What's my man's name? That backup. Who was it? I, I didn't think Paul
0: played so much. Uh, Cameron. Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne, Is Cameron
1: yeah. Payne going to be the guy who you hand the ball over to to run your squad in order for you to win a championship? Or you can going to have, like, de facto point guards in Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, who are showing at times, and he can at least, you know, I don't know if he can run an offense, but he can at least bring the ball up to court and ignite an offense. And they could probably do the same thing, but you're asking them all three to do two things. Simultaneously, And I don't know how that's going to get you. I don't know how you're going to work that out during the course of the season and then have to go through playoffs against teams that are, you know, on paper. Well, they may be more organized than you are or just as good as you happen to be on the whole. I don't know how you I, – like, I don't even know how you beat Denver without having some type of structure at the point guard position if your point guards are being run by committee. I don't know how that beats Denver. You know what I'm saying? In the seven game series. So that could be a problem too.
0: Yeah, they they seem like a team that uh, you know, losing the coach, you blame the coach, you move Han Paul. I I just don't see it. But you know, I don't think the super team concept is the way to go. And, you know, you look at Denver and they kinda of still have that team mantra. Uh we'll talk more down the road. Scoop, always great to have you uh, heard statewide in Michigan talking basketball, NBA draft on Thursday. We'll check in during the summer. Okay, my man?
1: Uh, hey, let me ask you one question real quick. Does Draymond stay if, Clayton, uh, if uh, Jordan Poole stays there?
0: Uh, where are they going to get all that money to pay everybody? And you got Clay. I, I mean, is Clay the odd guy out if Poole stays and Draymond and Steph stay, right? I, the
1: fact that at the end of the season when they lost – that seemed to come out as something that was problematic if it never got settled within the Golden State organization. They all said that, yeah, that, that punch, the thing between Draymond and, and, and Jordan never worked itself out. So my thing is if you have a chance to get Draymond Green and that happens to be a problem, do you stay there if he's still there?
0: Hmm. I don't know. Hey, I, I, that's, that yeah, That would be inside the locker room, inside the organization on what the vibe still is between Poole and Draymond. Scoop, I got to get to a network, ahead, T.O. What do you think? I just want to throw
1: that out. we off
0: man. All right, we will, man. Scoop Jackson, just a good guy.